Welcome to our very first episode of Boost Her, conversations designed to inspire you, me, and her. I'm your host, Nia Mason, and I am incredibly excited to launch our first season of the Boost Her podcast. Hopefully by now you've heard our trailer, but before we get into our first interview, I want to let you all know what we stand for here at Booster and what the month of January is about for us. First, we operate under four pillars that guide our mission and purpose. Pillar one is to deliver unrivaled value through our content. What that means is that we seek to tell stories that aren't necessarily being told through women across a variety of different industries. By being bold yet vulnerable, our goal is to help women in career and personal areas they may struggle by encouraging our guests, aka boosters, to highlight their struggles as well as their accomplishments. Pillar two, we stand for representation and education by featuring a diverse collection of women in ways which they are not often highlighted Our goal is to show the limitlessness for women in any avenue they choose to occupy. At Booster, we pride ourselves on a commitment to and emphasis on continued growth, promoting the constant learning of something new, regardless of age, career, or status. Our third pillar, we wanna relate to you. Through the humor, personal anecdotes, plus the real trials, tribulations, and successes of our Boosters, We want to keep you laughing, learning, and engaged. Lastly, pillar four, we truly want to celebrate diversity. Every aspect of both Booster's listeners and guests as it relates to career, race, creed, age, sexual orientation, you name it, is accepted and welcomed and celebrated. All right, now that you're fully locked into what we stand for, and what you stand to gain by listening, let's talk about what our premiere month is all about. The month of January is about sisterhood. Boost Her embraces sisterhood and the ideology that there is a seat at the table for all women, regardless of where that table is situated. Throughout this month, we'll be chatting with women who genuinely hold space for sisterhood in their lives and careers. This is a great month for us at Booster. We are able to amplify the need for sisterhood within the professional space, but we also get to dive into some really compelling careers by way of our guests. I am excited for what the month of January has in store for us, and I am even more excited to grow with all of you. Now on to our Booster interview. Shawnee Story, an art producer for global creative agency Widening Kennedy, and Nenea Woods, a public relations account manager at boutique agency Rebellious PR, have been friends for just shy of a decade, with that friendship budding in high school as basketball teammates, maintained as collegiate basketball players competing against each other in the same conference, evolving post-college graduation as roommates working for the same agency, and now a friendship that continues to grow as they flourish individually within their respective career and personal endeavors. In today's conversation with Shawnee and Nenea, we discuss the ends and outs of their careers and how it has jump-started their desire to create spaces outside of work tailored to what specifically brings them both joy. They have been by each other's side for a large amount of their big moments, and we learn how their different personalities yet similar interests have boosted their relationship throughout the years, helping them to maintain their closeness. We talk about how their creative outlets outside of their professional realm have 
and will continue to influence their path forward. And that's right before we dive into who they credit with helping them become the women they are today, their mothers. We end today's conversation with how each of them would have played it differently had they known back then what they know now. Okay, you two, we have a lot to talk about, so let's get straight into it. You both are in agency roles that require high levels of both creativity and organization. Shawnee, you're a producer for a global advertising agency. I take it your job looks very different from project to project. How do you facilitate each of these creative projects being seen all the way through? I'm an art producer, so I'm more so on the photography side and illustration side. So I find the photographers, the illustrators to make these campaigns happen. And then also I got licensed imagery, the things you see on billboards and all of that type of stuff. How does that differ from task to task? Yeah, I think you told me you're working on a mural illustration project right now. How does that differ from what you were doing before this project started? Some projects are like way bigger than others right now. The mural is hands-on, but hands-off at the same time. I found the illustrator to make this mural and we have like our creative team meetings where, you know, creatives are talking to the illustrator and telling them what they want. And I'm kind of just like relying feedback back and forth from creative to illustrator until we get to the point where we need to actually install the mural. If we weren't in a COVID world, you know, me like on the ground, actually at these shoots or at these mural places, making it all happen. And then Nenea, your PR role lives in that sort of health and wellness sector and can also look very different as you move between supporting all the different type of accounts. What does that look like across your various clients? Lord have mercy. So I've had experience working at White and Kennedy, working with big, ginormous clients where they have huge budgets. Their brand is already known. Everybody is familiar with it. And now in my current role, it's just a little bit of a different side of agency life where we're working with clients that are budding in their brand, you know, awareness. They're very new or it's like startups or they're kind of known, but they need a little bit more of a push. You're supporting businesses in the sex toy industry and the contraceptive space to children's books. Their needs can't all look the same. I mean, they better not. (laughs) No, they definitely don't. They definitely don't. I really appreciate being able to work with clients who are in industries that represent like kind of marginalized communities or just whatever those things are. I just love the message. It kind of intersects with my own interests in my life. So it's fun. It's cool. What does self-care look like for both of you as you push forward in your careers? For me, I was always like back to school days. Like if I didn't get something done by the time I needed to go to sleep, because I'm an early, like I go to bed like at nine o'clock. I rather go to sleep and have my time to sleep. So for me, it's just like when I need my time, I'm going to take my time. There's no work in the world that can push me into the ground. Being a producer does that. I mean, anything in the agency world, I feel like does that to you. We all get to that point, but it's a matter of do we actually recognize that we got to that point and do we raise our hand and take our time off or do we just like keep going? For me, I need to do better about caring for myself. Number one, I read. I spend a lot of time with my family. That's the core of who I am and like brings me a lot of joy. I'm glad you said that you aren't as good at it as you should be, because if you guys were to give yourself a grade and be honest about those grades, but how would you grade your efforts in making it a priority? I would get myself a C. Yeah. (laughs) I will 
fall into my vices. I like to lay on the couch and watch endless Netflix shows and I'll read and I'll eat all the whatevers and I don't do it enough. It's not a built-in routine. So that's why I give myself such an average grade because it definitely needs to be built in a little bit more. I'm right around the same. My hobbies have become like my side hustles. These in the beginning were like styling and all of that. And that has become something I want to make more of my passion. But I also like to go running. I'm also got to the point where I'm like constantly doing things more so like personal projects outside of work. And mm-hmm. so it's hard or it has been hard for me to just reel it in. And I'm still trying to figure out that happy balance of how do I say no to things? That should be taught in school. I would so much farther in life if I learned how to safely and peacefully say no for myself. I think saying no is a really underestimated form of self-care. And it is something that as women, we don't want to do. Black women, because we want to do it all and want to be able to say we can do it all, but it is important. I'm glad you guys both like acknowledge that as a major flex in yeah. after yourselves. I'm going to switch gears from self-care to talk about your industry heroes and the impact they've had on you as individuals. And then they all start with you because I know you joke about Kris Jenner and her momager tactics. I'll put it nicely and say tactics, but in all seriousness, there are some useful teachings that can come from the career she's built for herself and for her family. Enlighten me about this Kris Jenner average. It was all in jest, but it was all low-key, really serious. I'm in PR, so I think she's done an awesome job of controlling every one of her children's images. And like, they're really great at controlling the message, what they want people to think about them and how we perceive them. Have you seen Kim Kardashian's sit-down interview with David Letterman? Yes, she's amazing. If you want a lesson in image and PR, watch one of her interviews. She knows exactly where to lead the conversation, where it's going. I give them props. Donnie, your industry here is a little more close to home. She's your personal mentor. Yeah, mine is Crystal Mortimer. I came in under her about four years ago, and I'm very lucky to not only call her like my mentor, but like a really close friend. She just took me under her wing and basically taught me everything I know in production. I think she interned when she was in her teens and then came full time in her early 20s. So she's been in the industry for a really long time. So she just knows it like the back of her hand. I can go to her and ask literally any question. And so the way that she was able to like teach me was like exactly what I needed. And so I've been lucky to be able to get a mentor or like a boss that helps them truly and like cares about their growth and whatnot. So I am definitely lucky to have her as someone that wants to see me grow. This friendship began in the gymnasium of St. Mary's Academy, the alma mater for all three of us, but we don't need to talk about our (laughs) graduating years. (laughs) Mine's just a little bit different from yours. One of the best things about your guys' friendship to me is how different you both are, but you managed to maintain your closeness throughout the years. Talk about how you both have managed to do that. I started in high school and then what? We went to college, both in the Bay, but I think we only saw each other like actually during school, like the times we played against each other. And then what we really like started hanging out again, like our last year. It just kept coming back around. No matter what it is, our paths would always like cross and and intersect and link. Nobody else who can relate to my journey and my path more than Shawnee. Getting the house before we had a job. (laughs) (laughs) Don't this house. I'm just going to like say, and I just think about that all the time now. 
you've done multiple projects together. There was the Portland women's basketball community that I was a part of for a brief moment because y'all are just a little bit younger than me and I had to prioritize being able to walk the next day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you guys are also the first in line to support each other's individual projects as well. Yes, Nanea just modeled for me. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily just my project, but yes. I got the privilege to styling and bringing Nanea out of her modeling permit. How much does that sisterhood mean to you guys as you continue to grow in different areas as individuals? Sisterhood is extremely important. And not only, but, you know, over quarantine, people have gone like their separate ways and life is happening. But Danae is someone that I value in my life. Everyone knows that everybody's going through something right now. Yeah. And if you truly love that person and you truly care about, you know, their well-being, like there's not going to be any hard feelings. Shawnee styling is something that you've been doing since college. But for almost as long as I've known you, you've always had this unique attention grabbing sense of style one that someone with my limited sense of style can really appreciate, but I'm also very clear that I cannot pull it off. <laughs> Is your unique eye for style what encouraged you to move into this space as your side hustle? I would say so. I mean, I didn't even know you could go to an art school for college, but then I found that there was a styling major and I've never been like super into fashion, but I've always had my own sense of style. And so I was just like, I mean, like this sounds really cool. Like I want to give it a shot. And so I kind of want to start moving into that space. My side projects that I do on myself, like I don't only style them, I art direct. So, so I'm kind of doing like everything. I've taken little pieces of what I do within the styling, within my side projects and picked out art direction. That's something that, you know, I did in college uh, yeah. now. And I just really want to hone in on that. Pros before bros. As yeah. someone that has loved to read since I was little and also a member. Yeah, gang gang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the ultimate fan the way you foster this book club community for women of color without a team of people helping, mind you, it's been incredible. What has PBB meant to you as it's steadily grown in membership? Golly, when I created it, I created my book club out of pain. I had a really tough breakup and that relationship broke me and the breakup broke me. So like mm -hmm. I was trying to piece myself together again and go back to the things that made me, that brought me joy. It was always been my passion to like start a book club when I'm like 60 and an old lady with all my old lady friends. Yeah. And then at work, we just told me like, why don't you just start one now? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And then it started out with six women to this day. We have 230 women. It's really is like a blessing. A lot of girls will come to me and they'll send me messages and they'll say like, oh, I'm so grateful for you to create this space in this community. I want to say 80% of our members are people who are new to Portland and they just need to find friends and they need to introduce themselves to Portland. So they join my club and it turns into this really powerful, badass, beautiful group of women. Can we talk about the Michelle Obama shout out? Oh my God. I tell everybody and their mom about... Michelle Obama wanted to join everyone. And Donnie was actually there when I found I out. I recording. It's so funny because it was in January. We read the Michelle Obama's Becoming and we did every January we do like a self-help type of themed month. That time we did a meditation candle workshop making class and we posted it and did the things and I don't tag anything. I don't use all the things. I just, I'm lazy. But 
somehow Michelle Obama found the club, saw our little thing and was like, oh my God, this book club looks so amazing, so cool. Can I join? And just kind of like casually glanced down at my phone and I look, I kind of look, I'm like, Michelle Obama. And I was like thinking maybe it's a spam account. And I look and I'm like, oh, that's a blue check. <laughs> I like literally go nuts. Like I was screaming, like everybody in that building. literally was screaming in the atrium. <laughs> Michelle Obama, Michelle, I think Obama. There is no coming back down from that and yeah i love that story and you guys both have demanding nine to fives i say that with air quotes but your nine to fives are pretty demanding but your side projects are you know they're also pretty demanding as well you're constantly pouring into them when do you find the time to recharge from nine to five to side project to shawnee time or nanea time what does that look like I kind of point for like talked about it earlier. I'm still trying to find that. Yeah. Ways to say no. Like I don't need to take on every project that someone hits me up to ask me about. I think right now I find it. I'm still trying to build my book and I'm still, you know, trying to make a name for myself, whether it's like in the styling world or like art direction world or whatever. So, you know, I want to take on these projects. I want to like build my book up more. So it's harder for me to say no and harder for me to just like make that time. But I think that's something that I want to like work on in this new year. It's just really just taking me time because then you just get creatively drained and that's not fun. Yeah. I think for me, the sweet spot is realizing that it doesn't have to be perfect. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We live in a world where everybody cares about their image and what's being presented. And, and I think Black women too, it's just kind of like our calling to want to, or the need, we don't have the room to not be perfect or not be excellent. So everything I create and everything that I show and everything that I present has to be on point. Otherwise, I'm down for my community and my people and everything, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I think for me, it's just the reminder because I'm really, I'm not a perfectionist, but I kind of am. Hang on, Shani's giving you with that, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm such a Gemini where there's so two wildly strongly pulling sides of me where one, I can be hella lazy. And then on the other end, I'm like really like buttoned up and like, boom. I just know when Anaya puts her mind to something and she wants it done, she's going to get it done. Same goes for Sean. Just to know that it doesn't have to be perfect. Whatever you put out is going to be fine and great. Just not the stress of, about that. And then you can have the time to relax. It's okay to like put that to the side for now. Social media has a lot to do with that too. Oh yeah. Feeling oh. like everything needs to be perfect because you know, you want to show it or you see other people doing perfect things, which probably yeah. aren't perfect at all. But yeah. we have this layering of wanting everything to be. Yeah. And the perfect filter and the perfect location, working in the perfect job with the perfect friends. And that it's what life looks like. It's not, it really isn't. And it's just, that's a reminder I have to give myself all the time. Okay, last one before we move into our booster up segment. I want to talk about your moms. I know and love both of your moms. So there was no surprise to me at all when you both say that your moms are the women you credit to shaping who you are today. Talk to us about your relationships with your moms and how important that relationship has been in getting you to where you are. I love my mom. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to cry. Um, my mom has worked at the same corner market for 25 years. My mom, you know, single mom, 
all of our lives. Like she made sure we were doing everything we needed to do, getting to all of our sport activities and all of that. And the selflessness that my mom has to not only just her children, but everybody around her that she loves is something I admire so much. I'm literally tearing up. It's actually, I think, something that's rubbing off on me or something that I hope is rubbing off on me. My mom will drop everything that she's doing at any time to go make sure that my grandma or, you know, me or my dad or anybody has what they need. I hope to be the same way when I'm older and I have children. I know like I'm trying to get there now. I love my people. You know, I will do anything for them. My mom is literally the best. (laughs) I second that. I concur. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's something too that you don't really realize until you get older. You obviously know that your mom is great when you're younger, but like, do you really realize all the things that she's sacrificed or has done for you? You know, my mom had me when she was very young, like 20, 21. Young moms, they tend to pour a lot of their hopes and wishes for their kid because they didn't get or they didn't have because they had you. So I think that's the ultimate sacrifice. And it's just like her ability to just be just no breaks. There's no complaining. There's no nothing. And she's done it all for me. And so what I've always said, I am because she is something that I know when I've made it in life, when I am able to pay back the things I know about your moms, I also see in you too. So testament to your moms, but also a testament to you too, because not all women who come from strong, beautiful, kind mothers become strong, beautiful, kind women. And you guys have moms and their guidance or their influence is a perfect segue into our last segment of today's episode, which is our booster up segment. This portion of the show features two consistent questions that I will ask every guest that joins us in the booster club. The questions will always be the same, but because we will always have such a diverse representation of women in different careers with different viewpoints and different lived experiences, the answers will most certainly not be the same, which I hope adds to what you guys have done here today. So no pressure because you guys are up first. Let's just dive right in. I know you both are early on in a journey that includes major career goals for the future, but to this point in your careers, what has been that defining moment? for each of you? I was at a point, this happened a year and a half ago, and I was feeling just like really terrible at my job. I felt like I still needed to be almost handheld a little bit in the process of producing. And I was kind of thrown into a job. It was for a client that I had never worked on before. So I never worked with the clients. I had never worked with the account before, the BA. I was literally freaking out at every moment of that job. And my anxiety was through the roof. I think I cried multiple times. (laughs) I was like, this is it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Take me off this job. And I finally got to the shoot and it went so smoothly. And then at that moment, I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, you have to sometimes get thrown in to see what you can do. And so I think that was a time where I was like, I didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want to produce. I was just over it. And that switch kind of turned on. That made me realize, you know what you're doing. That whole story of just like kind of having to come through fire to become you or stronger than what you were just learning to 
adapt and to adjust. And I've had to get to know a little bit about failure and loss and rejection, but then coming out and you have blessings on blessings on blessings and everything that you said you wanted, it actually came to fruition. Like you were actually speaking into existence, everything that you were like asking for. So sometimes you kind of have to go through the parts forever and always. I'm going to be careful about what you ask for because sometimes how it happens, sometimes it feels like a backward steps, but it's actually growth. It's still growth. And that's the biggest part. Last one, as you both are continuing to learn and grow in your current paths, what is one thing that you wish you could tell the younger Shani or the younger Nenea to help them be better prepared? I wish I knew that there was a such thing as being in the art world. I wasn't like Nenea. Like I didn't read. I still don't read. I didn't like school. I wasn't ever good at it. Put me in an art class and I'm succeeding. I'm getting a, like my projects are A1. And so I really wish that I knew that that was a thing that you could strive for. Had I known that this was possible, being in advertising, being a stylist, being an art director was a thing. I feel like my childhood or, you know, my teenage years could have been so much different. I could have like strived to jumpstart. But then again, everything happens for a reason. I'm everything that happened got me here. So Shani, you wish you would have zoned in a little bit more on like your artistic passion. Nea, what would you tell young Nenea? What does she need to hear? I just wish like I was confident younger and I just wish that I knew that just work on that. Yeah. Yeah, Doing things that scare you. Fear is a good thing, but also like, don't let it control you. So like, yeah, like F that. I truly, truly enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure our listeners will too. And we have our first booster episode in the books. This has been awesome. Nia, thank you so much for creating this. I think this is so important to just give the mic to people, to women in general, and being able to like hear their stories and their experiences and creating space for that. I'm so glad you guys feel that way. I know we talked about earlier how saying no is a flex, but I'm so glad this wasn't when you guys... (laughs) That's why we say no to Nia. Stop and keep going. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Boost Her, conversations designed to inspire you, me, and her. To learn more about Shawnee's story and Nenea Woods, as well as ways to stay connected to them, they will be featured throughout this week on our Instagram page. So be sure to give us a follow at boost her podcast all one word and be sure to tune into episode two as we continue our sisterhood theme with alex taylor founder of hoop york city a women's basketball community located in the heart of new york city thanks again for tuning in to boost her where we will happily pull up a seat at the table for you as a reminder that while individually we may be great collectively we are magic <laughs>